This is the Rabbi Patrick Podcast, episode 30, Holidays. We had some holidays, there will be more holidays, 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 thus is the cycle of life. Recording live at Dan's house, this is the Rabbi Patrick Podcast, I'm Patrick. And I'm Dan. Yeah, so um, holidays, but first, uh, a new segment? A new segment, um, no bagels to review this week. Second time going like down on the job here. Did we not last, have one last time? It was, it was, oh, it was Triscuit. Uh, tris- oh, no. We'll no, no, no. Crackers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, we can't uh-huh. say the T word. <laughs> Get sued. <laughs> Just like how this podcast is not brought to you by Blue Apron or Squarespace. No, no. <laughs> the only one, apparently, that's not. So <laughs> We um, need to get on that. We do. We need to get on that. Um, you would think from listening to all podcasts that basically, like, the average podcast listener can't cook and desperately wants a website and also probably wants to order a mattress online yes a lot of casper and sleeping Lisa. issues yes. they're staying up all night because they don't know how to cook and because their social media empire is just not working out so okay so uh so the new yeah the new segment the new segment is uh semi jewish joke semi semi okay i mean you'll see okay and we'll so intro music So, I was going to get my hair cut the other day, and I actually have a barber shop that I like here in Richmond, and I was looking up their, their phone number to make an appointment, and I never thought I would be the guy who goes to the place that needs an appointment to get a haircut. I just didn't want to be that guy. No, I, I know a problem with it in general. I didn't think it was for me, but yet I've done that. All these red lines that we cross, you know, <laughs> and I, even though I know that I was going to go to this place... I was still reading some of the Yelp comments. This is dumb because I know I'm going to go, but maybe I want to, it has a lot of good Yelp reviews. Maybe I was just trying to make myself feel better. And one of them, one of the commenters said, you know, pretty good haircut, but kind of expensive for the area. And the owner of this barbershop responds to all the comments and said, you know, we've looked at Patrick's looking at me like, when is the joke? <laughs> and th- there's no answer to that. Okay. Is this part of the joke or is this not? I don't know. And I, what the com- uh, this is what the owner said to that uh-huh. comment. Yeah. Well, we looked at all the barber shops in a half mile radius and we're the cheapest. <laughs> half mile radius. What is this? An A roof? Oh, wow. <laughs> All right. What is this that, in A-Roof? Wow. That's the joke. That's a, that's actually not only a semi-Jewish joke, <laughs> that's like a Froom joke. That's like an ultra-Orthodox joke. <laughs> there we go. Wow. That that was so Jewish that it became post-Jewish. <laughs> so, wow. Well done. Best yeah, semi-Jewish haircut joke. in the A-Roof. In the A-Roof. In the A-Roof. Yeah. Uh, maybe I'll add that. Maybe I'll add that to the comment string. Yeah, yeah, you definitely. See how that, how <laughs> you, that should. you should. Be like, I saw some shoestrings dangling from a, a power power line. I assumed I was in the air of this is the best deal in the air of. Can we knock a couple shekels off my yeah. off my cut? There you go. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well done. Yeah. So anyway, that is an that. incredibly Jewish joke. I know. So anyways, <laughs> that's that. Okay. End of segment. 
So we wanted to. Uh, so holidays, and, and yeah. just just to warn you, to warn you, listeners, this is not going to be. You might have been. It's January now. Yeah. You might have been sighing, re- sighing a sigh of relief. No more holiday episodes. I hate holiday episodes of my favorite podcasts. For example, you know, I really like the Milk Street Radio podcast about it's about cooking actually, but they had a Thanksgiving. You know, I skipped that one, and I like Thanksgiving, but in general. I don't like holidays. Yeah. This is something I learned about you today. Yes, today. Like a few minutes ago. Yep. We did We did a little bit of prep for this one. Yeah. And um, Emphasis on little. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't particularly like holidays for a number of reasons. One of them is that I feel like they are... My, my thing is, why can't we just enjoy every day? Yeah. Why can't we just try to find the good in every day rather than say, boring Tuesday, boring Tuesday, boring Wednesday. Oh, that and that week, Tuesday is repeated. Um, now we have the Fourth of July, right? You know, um, and I and I and I'm speaking more about secular holidays than religious holidays. Um, and you know, then of course there's the there's the concern. Oh, it's all just bread and circus, anyways. I have a I have a coworker and a friend who says holidays are a trick. A trick. A trick. Because if they could, they would, I don't know who they is, but they would make you work all the time. Uh-huh. But they, because they can't do that, they give you a holiday every now and again, so you're grateful. Oh, uh, okay. You know, it's that kind of thing. But of course, there are some people who think bread and circus actually worked out pretty well for the yeah. Romans. But we, we don't have to get into all that. My point is, let's ask the rabbi, let's ask the rabbi, what does he see as the differences between the secular holidays and the Jewish holidays and should they be celebrated differently? Do you feel differently about them yourself? What would you say to a congregant who said, Rabbi Patrick, I'm feeling nothing on, on July 4th or Passover? Yeah. You know, so should let, so um, where should we start? Our, 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 let's start with maybe this question. A lot of secular holidays feel fake to me. Okay. New Year's Eve. Nine, as they call it. <laughs> that's when I really had this revelation. I was mm-hmm. like, this is such a fake holiday. Right. That's not an original thought, I realized, but that was when I thought that I had it. What would you say uh, to someone who asked you the same thing about, about Passover, say? Yeah. So actually, I, I met a guy <clears throat> a couple of years, actually more than a few years ago, who he felt no uh, emotional attachment to any holidays, including his birthday. Oh, he we can felt talk like about birthdays yeah, too. yeah yeah he felt no attachment to him at all had like just no interest his anniversary no interest like he just didn't it just I wasn't like this thing. guy <clears throat> yeah yeah Are you sure this isn't me <laughs> Are you a physics professor in Atlanta Not no not okay. currently Yeah well um yeah yeah so Andy I won't say his last name cuz I don't want to get him in trouble with the holiday police or, right. or anyone like that but yeah it's just not yeah it's just not his thing So um yeah, and he celebrates holidays. Yeah, Fourth of July, like anniversary, whatever. But like his birthday, I don't think that was ever really a thing for him. I don't think that the religious holidays necessarily hold any kind of meaning. Sorry, I'm being attacked by a puppy dog yeah. at present, yeah, and she's uh, yeah, she's going through the studio, <laughs> the studio yeah. meaning my laptop, <laughs> and is just making a mockery of me. Yeah, um, that's what she does. But uh, yeah, it just you know, just not not his thing. Now he would come to the synagogue that we both went to on holidays and he would teach like an adult ed class or something like that. So very intellectual brainy guy, but there just wasn't, it just wasn't really in him. You know, this sense of like 
the transcendent and the awe and all of that of a holiday, you know, just wasn't there. Uh, on a personal note, my birthday was about five days ago. Mm-hmm. Could have absolutely cared less about it. Just it, it was it was not my thing. I turned thirty five. Just I'm like okay, get another day, another dollar. Yeah. Um, so I do get the idea of like certain holidays not being that meaningful. Fourth of July, I I'm into it because I like barbecue and fireworks. Mm-hmm. But yeah, sort of the sense of uh, patriotism and Americana and all of that. I mean, Fourth of July. So Fourth of July, um, Halloween, um, New Year's. For me, prior to this whole rabbi uh, situation, um, I worked because I was in bands. So you'd want to play the Halloween gig. You'd want to play the Fourth of July car bash. You'd want to yeah, like right, that was sure. good good time to play gigs. So I don't know. Maybe that prepared me for my future in the rabbinate, where all we have are holidays, and all I'm doing is working. Right. So I know that doesn't answer your question, but but that's sort of my thing. So as far as like, what's the difference if you're not feeling it for you know whatever Fourth of July and for Passover, which in a sense are actually very similar holidays because it's Independence. Right. Um, what do you what do you kind of do with that? So. You know, the first the first question is, you know, we're we're saying that secular holidays in a sense are made up and and we're assuming, right, that the opposite of that is there are holidays that are real. Right. And Passover is a real holiday. Right. So 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 holidays, holy days, are days when we perform rituals. Okay? Ritual is a reenactment of myth. Okay? So Here's here's the steps. So first you have the myth. So so okay. Okay, okay go ahead. Okay, so you have the myth, you have the ritual, and then you have the holy day, the holiday where the rituals take place. So you know, what's what's the myth of 4th of July? It's independence, it's American identity. That's the the mythos, that's the myth. What are the rituals? So the rituals are celebration, fireworks, food, friends, beer, whatever, and, and it's a holy day, and the holy day uh, is marked on the 4th of July, right? Pause you one second there. Yes. Just because you mentioned beer? Yes. I forgot to offer you something to drink in my home. Would you like something? <laughs> um, sure. Yeah, what would yeah. you like? Uh, what you got? Oh, we've got... We've got... <laughs> Whatever we never we never pause it. What you got? What? what wait, give me your give me your give me your uh, ukulele real quick. Wait a minute. Oh, yeah. This is we're going to interrupt this. This is a segment not brought to you by Blue Apron or Squarespace, and it's called "What Does Dan Have in His Fridge?" Well, <laughs> oh. um, we've got water. Uh huh. We've got almond milk. We've got beer. We've got wine. We've got. I'll, I'll have your tea. choice. I'll have your choice of uh, beer-based beverages. Okay. Yeah. All right. Keep talking. Okay. I can so you. you can handle it. Okay. It's not a so, large estate. <laughs> so anyway, okay, listeners, it's just me, your friend Rabbi Patrick. So, okay, so so that's what we have is we have um, we have the mythos, the myth. We have the uh, ritual, which is the reenactment of myth, and then we have the holy day, which is the day when we are consecrated in some way. So the question, of course, is what is the myth? Well, we talked about Fourth of July, so now we have Passover, right? So what do we have as the Passover myth? Myth does not mean pretend. This is where people tend to goof up. 
The word myth is usually looked at as fairy tale. Myth is the opposite of truth, fact, reality. Um, actually, myth is a story that is alive for a culture. So in America, freedom is a myth. It is, it is a story that is alive for us. Um, look at you know Passover, right? Freedom, that is a myth that is alive. It is a story that is alive to us. Why, thank you. He doesn't want to say what kind of beer it is because he thinks we'll get in trouble, but it is a no, Belgian... I'm not you, you, you're very vague about the beer. <laughs> Unnecessarily vague. So it is a Belgian white ale. Um, and yeah, maybe just to leave it... Kinroo Blue, it's all these finest wheat ale. Is it really? It's all these version of... Um... You know, Blue Moon or Allagash White. It's yeah, it's good. great. It's, yeah, it's, it's excellent, it's really actually. Great. Yeah. It is a spiced beer product of Belgium. So, um, yeah, so there's this idea that, um, I was saying to our listeners, there's this idea that, that myth means pretend, fairy tale, and then there's fact. But myth is actually a story that's alive for a culture. So, freedom and the Passover story, that's a myth. Um, the idea of a united people. Right, so Fourth of July, we are a united people. Well, are we really a united people? So Particularly myth, back then, that's a myth. But so is the idea that we were united people in the Passover. Like that's a myth. So I, I guess I need a little more clarity on your okay. definition, both of myth and ritual. I'm not sure I'm picking it up. Okay, well I haven't gotten to ritual yet. Okay. So, okay. Right. But so myths are are stories or ideas that are alive. Okay. Right, so they live in us, or they live in a culture in some way. They are pervasive. They transverse things. What do you mean by alive? In other words, what about the idea that internal combustion engines are good, or that? Yeah, I mean, then you're get, so you're getting outside of the realm of story. Story. Okay. Yeah. So, so what are stories that we tell? So let's use America for an example. What's a story we tell? We tell a story that we are free. Okay. Okay, so objectively, that is true. We are free in this country. We are not free to do everything. Right. Some people are freer than others because you have people who are in jail. They're not free. Sure. But so, freedom so as a concept, as a story, is alive for us. Okay, alive in that it's still talked about, thought about. Exactly, okay. exactly. Okay. Um, so there's the, I think it's Neil Gaiman has the book about the, the gods and it's like the old gods are mad that the new gods, you know, are more powerful now than him, them. So similar idea. So so these are these are gods, if you will, that are still alive for us. I, I think the word story is a little bit better, you know, particularly when you're a one god sort of guy, yeah. uh, as I am. Um, but yeah, so these are these are things that are alive and true for us, even if they're not always fact all the time. Good. Right? If I, you know. Uh, if, if freedom is a good one, because I've actually been thinking a lot about Passover lately. Um, if I am in jail, I'm not free. Do I still live in a free country? Yes, there's a story in there uh, that is still true, even if my present conditions are otherwise. Okay. Um, so anyway, so then you have ritual. So ritual is a reenactment of myth. So, for example, when we have the Passover Seder, Right? That is a reenactment of the myth of the Passover. Right. The ritual allows us to connect into the story in a way that simply telling the story or acknowledging the story's existence is true. So again, this is a, this is a more uh, technical definition of the word ritual than say, it's a ritual that I shave every morning. Right. Correct. Okay. Okay. Correct. Yeah. So shaving every morning is an activity. 
right? You, you shave maybe because at your job or whatever you have to, or maybe you have a spouse or partner who likes it when you shave, or maybe you just aesthetically like the way you look a certain way, right? But that's an activity. It's not a okay. ritual. Okay. So a ritual is a reenactment of a myth. So Passover Seder is a good example. Um, you know, what are some other examples of, of ways that we uh, reenact myth? You could probably say that on the 4th of July, you know why? Why would we do? Um, why would we do fireworks then? Bombs bursting in air. Yeah, bombs right. bursting in air. Right? right. Yeah. Exactly. So, so these rituals are not exact reenactments, but they are in some sense connected. They provide the emotional experience of the myth that we are telling. When okay. when I have a Passover seder, I am not truly living as a person coming out of bondage. Right, but I can sort of do some things that at least in some way give me that emotional reaction. Yeah, and I right? think that's kind of the the point of the, of the items on the site on the seder plate. Right, correct. Each yeah. item is connected in some way to the story. Right, right. So even though you know, like, how else would we reenact uh, the the myth of the Passover? Like, would we put ourselves in chains and start trying to build bricks from mud? I mean, maybe we could do that. Right, right? but instead we have the seder. Okay, so myth, ritual, and then holy day. So there is a day in which the community, and this is, uh, this is where the community of believers, the community culture, the community ethnic group, whatever. Um, so community can mean a lot of different things. This is the day in which the community is consecrated. So this is when a community uh, has the process of being holy, or excuse me, of, of making holy and being made holy, okay? So we'll, use, we'll continue with Passover. So we make holy, meaning we decided that that day is when we are going to have our holiday. Passover, Hanukkah, whatever. That is the day that we have decided. Okay, it blurs a little bit when you say, well, but God commanded it. Okay, got it. But we'll, we'll put that one aside for now. We choose to make that day the consecration day of whatever the rituals and myths are. We make holy that day, and we are made holy by the day. So we set aside a day, Shabbat, is a day that we have made holy. At the same time, we are made holy by the practice of the holiday. So it is not just that, you know, okay, such and such a day happens, and therefore, boom, like... I am made to think deeper, or I'm made to have an emotionally corrective experience, or whatever. It is that I have to actually act in order to make the space available for that consecration or that emotional um, improvement or spiritual development, that well-being. I have to make the space for it to happen, and then it happens to me in the space that I made. Now, so it's like much, a circle almost. How much leeway is there? In other words, let's say I said, hey, I want to have a Passover Seder in July. Mm -hmm. um, I will think about the myth. Uh -huh. I will enact the ritual. But I won't. But I am choosing that that You're is the holy picking the day. day. Is that, how does that work? You know what Hanukkah is? It's Sukkot in the month of Kislev. Mm. So there's a precedent for people doing that. They wanted to celebrate Sukkot, but they couldn't because of uh, the military uh, being a little bit predisposed at the moment. So mm. they celebrated Sukkot in the month of Kislev, which would become 
Hanukkah. Um, so, meh, there are people who have done that. There are debates around which, you know, which days were holidays supposed to be. Like, we have the holiday of Tu B'Shvat coming up, and there's a debate in the Talmud about when that holiday is supposed to take place, and someone picked it. Uh, the the bigger issue, like, yeah, like there are, you know, okay, so we have a ritual if you work in corporate America or in government of like the office Christmas party. Now we call it the holiday party because we're a little more sensitive, but but the office Christmas party. There are companies now that have the holiday party in January because it's too busy. You can't, you can't throw it or they'll have it in like November because maybe it's retail and you're busy in December. So yeah, so there is leeway, but the... I would, in your example, I would suggest the following. Are you glued into the culture's practice of that holiday? And does simply making the space by yourself or with a couple of friends, does it provide the room that you need? Or do you need something that's a lot more expansive? I'd actually say this is part of the appeal of moving to Israel for some Jews, which is, you know, Hanukkah in Akron, Ohio is probably amazing, but you know, Hanukkah in, you know, whatever, Akko or Tel Aviv or whatever, whole other ballgame. So because it's the community that's consecrating the day as opposed to an individual. Right. But it wouldn't... Strength in numbers. Wouldn't a, wouldn't a, another way of looking that be the opposite though, right? Is that like when you're having your Seder in July, mm -hmm. you're... you're you're finding all of that meaning yourself. You're not relying on a bigger authority telling you, this is the day you have your right, fun. Right. This is the day you have your fun. Right. I mean, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm going back to New Year's Eve. Sure, you know, sure. This is the day you, you know, so I don't know. I, I can see, I can see a few different angles to this. So the only, so the only thing I'd say to that is, yeah, the Peshat, the literal of that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Like I, I do get that. Um, so actually, there's a debate as to whether um, a mitzvah that you are commanded to do or a mitzvah that you want to do right. is better. And so the the logic is, or, or actually it's the mitzvah you choose to do, is actually the way it's worded. So the mitzvah you choose to do, the idea is like your heart is so overwhelmed that like, of course you want to do it. And so then that that feels like, oh yeah, like that's that's the one that's the good one. Right. The mitzvah that you have to do, like that's just a burden. But actually, it's more valuable um, in Jewish philosophy to do the thing that you are commanded to do as opposed to the thing that you want to do. Because the thing that you want to do is subjective. If you do it, it is simply because you chose to do right. it. And you can sort of play brownie points yeah. on that one as much as you want to, whereas getting up every day and doing something you have to do takes a lot more effort. Like, I can want to go to the gym and go to the gym, and it's like, I went to the gym. Like, oh, wow, I've really taken care of my health. But avoiding sugar every day, which is harder, right? right? It's avoiding sugar every day because you right. don't want to, right? Right. Or, or you know that it is, like if your doctor tells you no sugar, it's commanded, yeah. right? So, yeah, I mean, good points either way. So, um, two, two more questions. Okay. One of them is, do you personally feel more uh, invested in secular or religious holidays? That's all. Start with that question. Do I feel more invested? Uh, invested in... is the wrong word. Do you? Which do you enjoy more? Oh, um, uh, there are certain. Okay, so there are certain 
holidays that I like more than others on both sides. Um, but a lot of that for me has been about like little rituals that I enjoy. And as I get older, certain things I like more than others. So mm-hmm. like, um, so for Christmas, I really, which, okay, not a secular holiday, but go with me on this one. Um, I, I like to, I like to drink eggnog, um, at some point I give myself basically a 30 day uh, window <laughs> in which point to drink at least one eggnog based beverage, mm-hmm. eggnog or an eggnog latte. Um, so that's one. Um, I have to watch, it's the 1938, um, Christmas Carol that you can't, um, stream. So you have to go on YouTube and you have to watch an illegally uploaded mm. thing where like, instead of it being the whole screen of it's a, of uh, a Christmas Carol, um, it's like a whole screen and it says Merry Christmas. And then there's a tiny little like TV in TV. Mm-hmm, right. right. And also the audio is slightly yeah, off yeah, yeah. so they can post it illegally. Yeah. Right. So that's the only, like, I don't think like I should probably right now on Amazon buy it, right. but I don't think to do that. Right. But I, I like the until... I like the hunt of right. can I watch it this year? <laughs> right. And yeah, because for some reason the Tiny Tim is better, um, and uh, there's this scene where they they bring in the goose and the kids are flipping out about it's a goose. And just for some reason, <laughs> I really like that. Uh, the Bob Cratchit I felt was the best Bob Cratchit ever. Okay, so I got to do that. And then this is the one that I can't do anymore since I don't have TV and I just have the streaming stuff is, is catching at some point, And it's like the lotto. I don't know when I'm going to catch it. And at what point I have to watch a, a Christmas story, but not from beginning to end. Mm-hmm. I have to like basically put it on in the background, like music. Right. Right. Okay. So, so that is for me, like a secular observance right. that that is like very meaningful to me right. <laughs> that I get to do that. Um, and, and I continues to be that in the Charlie Brown Christmas, but so there's that. Um, and then, uh, yeah. And then in terms of, uh, holidays, well, I have the, I have the favorite holiday. That's the holiday that I told you about. I don't know if that's going to be a second question. That was going to be the second, the second question. Okay. So I'll hold off on, I'll hold off on that one, but I would say like, uh, yeah. The dangers of doing prep. Yeah. Yeah. It is the dangers of doing prep. Um, yeah. So I would say that like. I would like I would like to like the Fourth of July more, yeah, because I love fireworks. Yeah. Absolutely love fireworks. Barbecue is lovely. Obviously, I'm having a beer based beverage, so yeah. I have nothing against that. Right. So, so uh, yeah. But I, for whatever reason, I think it's because everybody now hosts a Fourth of July party that it's very hard for everyone I don't, to agree. I don't host you one. don't no. But do you go to other people's? Um, this is another thing I don't like to admit too often. Okay, yeah. In addition to the brands of beer that right, I stock, right. or beer-based beverages, it sounds like we're, we're drinking old three twos or whatever. Right. But, <laughs> but um, I don't care for fireworks. No. Um, I know. I know. No. And, 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 and here's why. Okay. I, I, if there's a firework that happens to be going on above my head, I will crane my neck up for a minute or two. Right. Right. But I make no effort to. It, it's, it feels like one of those things where it's like was really cool in 1450. Like, wow, gunpowder with colors. You know? Right. But I feel like we've kind of gotten to the point where we can do cooler stuff now. And um, and that's okay. It's just that the efforts that people go to 
to go see things that I think fundamentally aren't that cool, you know? Plus, I also now have a dog who's who's thunderphobic and scared uh, okay, of that kind yeah. of stuff. That's a little so. different story. But even before Piper, I'm not going to blame Piper. Yeah, I yeah, don't do didn't. that. Yeah. <laughs> don't do that. She'll be very upset. <laughs> don't blame your, your children for your problems. <laughs> I didn't care for fireworks, but... Um, I don't like the crowds for fireworks. Exactly. I like I like fireworks happening near to where I want to be. Right. And maybe actually I should clarify that point. Yeah. I don't like having to go somewhere like, go to the such and right. such park right. where you're going to see the fireworks. Right. I like being able to walk out my door and there's fireworks happening right. and there's a, a barbecue grill. Right, right. Um, and sparklers. I do like sparklers. Because you can hold fire <laughs> right. in a socially acceptable manner. Yeah, it's true. But, but So are you against sparklers too? I, I wouldn't say I'm in favor of them. I'm, okay. I'm, I'm agnostic on the sparkler. <laughs> agnostic um, on the sparkler. We could Sounds end, like an indie rock we could album. End, we could end there, but we won't because we have one more right. question, and then I'll yeah. leave you with a lingering question maybe for next time. Okay. What is a unsung holiday, Jewish holiday, or, you know, sort of overlooked right. that you think is actually pretty darn cool? Shavuot. Okay. Yes. So, three pilgrimage... Be, be the Wikipedia. Be the Wikipedia. Okay. Three pilgrimage holidays. Okay. Okay. Uh, uh, so, we have Sukkot. So, the, the booths. The huts. Which is always funny because the Chabad Lubavitchers, when they promote Sukkot on campus, it's always pizza in the hut, even though they have never eaten at a pizza hut. Right. Like that. Um, so, <laughs> it's like cargo cult pizza. Right? They, they know that there's a thing called Pizza Hut. Not quite sure what that means. Okay. So, so Sukkot. And then there's, um, uh, then there's Passover. Okay. Shavuot. Shavuot in America is the ice cream and cream cheese uh, based products. I'm big into based products today, apparently. Yeah, yeah. Holiday. So cheesecakes, brownies, all of that. Um, it's uh, the giving of the Torah. Um, and what I like about it is that it is a holiday of just learning, Jewish learning. So you're supposed to stay up all night, drink coffee, Red Bull, whatever, and you're supposed to study Judaism all night long. And in conservative synagogues and in other communities, people will literally line up teachers for all night. So think of like an all-night rock concert, but it's learning instead of music. Which instantly, now that I said that, makes it sound really boring. But 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 it's but it's really cool. And and what I I like about that um, that observance of the holiday, as opposed to just okay, here's more prayers that we add to a sidur, yeah. um, to a prayer book. What I like about that is that gathering people around knowledge is a really cool thing. Yeah. And if you're going to stay up all night, you are. It's almost like you're all in it together. Like you have this goal. It's not It's not you're all going to show up, there's two and a half hours of party and then you leave, right? It's like you have a mission for that night and it's to stay up as late as you can and to learn as much as you can and debate as much as you can. And what we've done in liberal, progressive, whatever Judaism is we've said, okay, well maybe the kids get ice cream. And that's it. And I think part of the reason why is that once Passover is done, like as Jews, we are done. Like that is the that's kind of the last thing. Then we have summer break, and then it's oh my god! Like, what religious school do we sign our kids up for? And I think that's a real shame. Like, here's this holiday 
um, before the summer really kicks off. When does usually. it typically come in? May-ish. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Memorial Day. Okay. Um, yeah, and and actually, I had um, I had a congregant of mine say this to me the other day, like, "Oh, we never really did anything then, because like everyone's already out of school and like kind of done." And it's like. Really? Like we stopped be and and it was kind of a joke, I should say. They weren't they weren't being serious, but it was a joking thing. And I said, really? Like we stopped being Jews the second the pat like like Passover. Like literally, we crossed the Sea of Reeds and we're like, cool, peace. See you at Yom Kippur. Like really? That's like that's no, that's terrible. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think it's it's an unsung holiday, and it's um, it's a tough sell in Richmond. I found Shavuot is a tough sell. Well, maybe it'll get a little less tough this year with that type of endorsement from you. Yeah, maybe. We'll see. Well, we'll leave it here for this time. And um, until next time. Yeah. Shavuot. Shavuot. (laughs)